0: But yeah, I was uh, three to four knuckles in. And as a younger man, I didn't think I could get that far. But there we were, covered in goose fat. And boom, down to the wrist, all up inside of me, basically manipulating me like a Muppet Man. Oh, wait, we're recording. Uh... <laughs> ha, ha,
1: ha.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Should Have Gone for the Head, the only podcast on the internet where we talk all things Marvel. I'm Jack.
1: And um, I'm Rhiannon.
0: And uh, me being turned into a Kermit the Frog aside, Rhiannon, how are you holding up?
1: Uh, no, guys, he actually got turned into a Kermit the Frog. It was very terrifying. Um, I'm shook. Uh, I'm no, I'm 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 doing okay. Uh, just you know, usual stuff of uh, college and and working and stuff. Um, I'm very sleep deprived at the moment, so excuse me if my energy is not. It's very high sometimes your brain just decides you don't sleep and uh you don't sleep for two days so you know (laughs) i might start seeing stuff halfway through this
0: (laughs) honestly i think that might make for better content if you're just like hallucinating half the time that'd be sick yeah
1: Yeah. also forgive me if if, uh audio quality is weird uh god i need to find a more regular recording place anyway (laughs)
0: yeah to be fair you're in a different location that's the advantage and disadvantage of recording on zoom you're in a different location so it means like the audio is a little off but like the zoom yeah. audio is always going to be a little off compared to if we were just in the same room at the same oh, time yeah. kind of thing
1: exactly exactly Which,
0: once again covid means yeah whatever we, we can't really get at that but yeah no um Okay, I'm going to hop straight into my notes because I got a few things. Because there's a, we got a whopper, like a bunch of things to talk about this week. We got like a Rick and Morty trailer, two Suicide Squad trailers, a bunch of April yeah. Fool's stuff. I watched a documentary. And, um, you know, we also have an episode of Falcon the Winter Soldier to talk about.
1: God, we've got some sweet, sweet content.
0: Oh, so much content to talk about. But before we get to all of that, I'd like to talk about this week's sponsor. And that is Evan VPNs. If your Evan is unprotected, get an Evan VPN. For only $29.95 a month, Evan VPN will protect your web history. It'll erase all those dirty trackers. If you want to watch stuff from different versions of Netflix, get Evan VPN. Because Evan will take care of all your internet um, broadcasting needs. Thanks to our sponsors at Evan VPN. Thanks,
1: Buckley. If we we keep calling him out, like, I'm expecting to, to get some money at some point. Like...
0: Honestly, I I assume I assumed he was paying for these episodes, or at some point. I I assume we're gonna get like a big fat check in the mail like two months from now, and it's gonna all be from Evan. He's basically he's our Tony Stark. He's he's gonna pay for all this. It's gonna be great.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh... To be fair, um, seventy five percent of our um expenses is my alcohol budget for getting like. We <laughs> have the... expenses. Oh yeah, just. <laughs> between mike's equipment the hosting service getting jack buzzed that kind of thing you know just kind of hitting the right <laughs> levels uh, okay um so let's, let's hop right into it what did you think of the not one but two suicide squad trailers
1: two suicide squad trailers now granted i have to go back i haven't seen all of the second one um and i think i want to go back and watch the first one but first impressions. You know what? I'm might I'm pretty sure I'm an outlier in this, but I don't know how to feel about it. Uh I can't tell if that's cuz I'm having flashbacks to the original Suicide Squad and I'm like, "Oh god, please no more." Um, <laughs> I mean, um but yeah, I-, I I don't know. Maybe it's a case of I don't know these characters either. I don't know DC as well as I know Marvel.
0: Yeah. So maybe that's where like maybe that's why I love this cuz it's um one and don't get me wrong i love marvel we love marvel we started a whole marvel themed podcast because we love marvel so much but this whole movie this whole production it feels like a multi-million dollar fuck you to disney like Uh. hey you remember that guy that um we saw the bad tweets so we fired him and um kicked him off one of our most successful film film franchises yeah, he went over to the rival company, they gave him an unlimited budget and allowed it to make an R-rated movie with any characters he wanted. Yeah. There's there's just something you kind of gotta love about that. There's just like Yeah. There's the the balls on James Gunn to play like these multi million dollar companies just against each other is kind of amazing. <laughs>
1: um no, but it's just um yeah. I don't know i like there's there's things I liked about it there's things uh, I was saying I was saying to Jack that I'm concerned it's giving me Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 vibes and if anyone knows me I have a love-hate relationship with that movie um mostly because the first one is my favorite Marvel movie and the second one yes it's another Guardians movie but oh I have problems with it um <laughs>
0: See, the I think the problem with Guardians Two is it lacks an awful lot in the um the story, and the um pacing. Uh, but that said, the emotional beats are so damn good in that movie; it almost makes up for it. I I it he, it depends where you come he, down on it.
1: Here's the thing: my biggest issue with that movie is the fact that a lot of these emotional beats are like almost immediately undercut with a joke, mm. and. As, like, someone who loves their their narrative and storytelling and stuff. God, that hurts me. That hurts me on an emotional level. And don't get me wrong. There are moments in there that are great. Um, like, Star-Lord, like, finding out that Ego put the tumor in his mom's head. Like, yeah. that scene. Mwah, oh, when he
0: just, like, he unloads both of his blasters into Ego's yeah. head.
1: But, like I, I like, I will say, go back and watch it. And, like, how many of these serious moments are just undercut by, like, Drax saying something, or just like Quill doing something dumb. Like
0: it's. I think the one that really stands out in my mind is probably the Pac-Man moment. You know, like the. I don't. Or the. I it, it's this big epic battle. Peter's finally embraced his power, and then it's just like yeah. Pac-Man. I I don't know. I think that's. That I throws don't me.
1: hate the Pac-Man. I understand why it throws people, but I'm also like, that's very Peter Quill because he's just the kid that never grew up, kind of thing. So.
0: Yeah, I'm also um, not a fan of the baby Groot intro. I feel like. No, I think it's because there's some group. dodgy CGI there and it's like you're you're lasting you're like holding on it for too long.
1: No, baby group. Baby, baby group is my son. Please don't talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that said, back to Suicide Squad. One yeah. they have an amazing cast, just like like so many <clears throat> like amazing oh, yeah. actors, like John Cena, Margot Robbie, Idris Elba. Like
1: Yeah. The cast is definitely there.
0: Even some like weird ones, like Peter Capaldi, like Doctor Who himself. Just yeah.
1: like I had to do a double take when I saw that. I was like, What? What, what is Peter Capaldi doing?" Uh,
0: but yeah, no. Um, even Sylvester Stallone's in it as ki- he's the voice of King Shark. Is he? Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> he's like when well, she's like, "Do you got any questions?" She's like hand. That's Sylvester Stallone's voice, which <laughs> he's is amazing. Just
1: doing a fucking- in diesel with semester slow i think this might be it i think it probably feels just like this is going to be dc's guardians and And i'm so i'm so
0: up for that there's a joke in there where peacekeepers just like um if that beach was full of dicks and you said i had to suck every dick for america i would do it without asking (laughs) that line fucking broke me
1: I, and I guess that, I guess maybe now I'm realizing my issue with it, with it being like, it's just going to be DC's Guardians of the Galaxy, which again, Guardians of the Galaxy, my favorite Marvel movie. I love it to death, but um, it's basically, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, that's cool, James Gunn, but what about something else?
0: <laughs> you see, you know what my thing is about it? And I think this is where I like, where I'm really into it. The big crux of the Suicide Squad is anyone can die at any given time. Mm. but you watch that first movie you're like yeah no i know for a fact it's gonna be slipknot i know <laughs> he's, he's the first one to go in
1: any promotional
0: material <laughs> yeah you know that one guy who's not on any of the posters or t-shirts and there's no action figures i wonder if he's gonna make it to the end like you <laughs> you know margot robbie's making out you know will smith's making it out you know like Jai courtney's getting out of there but when you're looking at slipknot you're like yeah he's gonna die and then like yeah. 20 minutes in boom head goes
1: I think he, like, shows up at, like, the end of, like, one of the the last trailers before the movie was released, but I think I even remember when we went to see it in cinema, like, when he kind of introduced himself or stepped out of the car, we were all sitting there like, what the fuck? Wait, when yeah. does Slipdot join him? What the fuck?
0: Because he gets he gets the least amount of, like, you know how everyone got, like, the little intros? He got, like, nothing. Yeah. He got, like, yeah. he came out of that bag, he punched that woman, and then he, that's it. That's, like, all we know about him. Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, no, um, that's my favorite thing about this. It looks like anyone could die in this. Like, mm. genuinely anyone. Even Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I know that's like their Deadpool. That's like their cash cow. But like, yeah, she's already made her Harley Quinn movie with Birds of Prey. She's already been in another Suicide Squad movie. And this will be like her third time around. So maybe so, she loves is, doing the character. But I like, you
1: because we have Margot Robbie and the same person playing, um, uh, you're one who runs the Suicide Squad, like um, yeah, Viola
0: Davis, yeah, as um, Amanda Waller. My Amanda, Amanda Waller S- is the strongest character in all of DC Comics. She makes Batman scared. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, she's playing yeah, so and it's like the same the same actors and stuff. Uh, it, I'm it, assuming it's happening within the same continuity as the other Suicide Squad.
0: There's only four carryover characters, and that's um Harley Quinn. Captain Boomerang by Jai Courtney. Um, yeah. Fuck it, Rick Flag. I can't remember the actor for him. The the generic soldier guy from the first movie who's in love with Oh Dean yeah. yeah, And Viola Davis
1: date the Wiggle Lady. Yes.
0: Yeah. My, um. They're the the four of them are the only like carryovers. So I just have to assume mm-hmm. everyone else died doing other missions, or Boy else Smith like died. I don't know. Maybe maybe Joker just shot them all when he broke into steal Harley and break her out. Who who knows?
1: Who knows. Who knows?
0: But yeah, this movie's um, coming out in August, I believe, and it's coming okay. to both streaming and cinemas at the same time, which will bring us to another point in a minute, but it's it's doing a double release.
1: All right. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm being I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see more, but as of right now, uh, my feelings are mixed.
0: Um, I don't think James Gunn's ever put out a bad movie. That's like, it's like never been like a joss whedon justice league level bad movie so if there's anything above that i'll watch it
1: i don't know man. like scooby-doo movies there's a lot of debate with them
0: excuse uh. me now excuse you, you know what you know what i will i will pull up pierce morgan i will leave this podcast right now if we abuse the scooby-doo movies those are cinema Absolute cinema
1: like the first one, like okay, I can get behind the second one, mm, but anyway.
0: See, this is what the audience is here for in depth breakdown of Monsters Unleashed. (laughs) Personally, I think the second Scooby Doo movie works better on a character level. That said, I believe there's a little bit too much fan service because they show all the real monsters from the original series, Uh, yeah. Also, I guess this is time for the listeners. I am way too big into Scooby Doo for an adult man. I'm way, I'm way <laughs> too down the rabbit hole. I'm, I'm in the positions to get rid of Scrappy Doo from the history books. It's, oh boy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh god.
0: But anyway, ever, uh,
1: just on the topic of like Scooby Doo and comics, have you ever read like the weird like is it like apocalyptic Scooby Doo comic oh, or it's something?
0: So, I read like two issues. It's so fucked up. It's just like. <laughs> Scooby Doo, but all the monsters are real and everyone's dead.
1: Everyone's dying. Like I think Fred dies at one point. Like it's just I just I just remember seeing a video about that. and I was just like, what? And their it's version like of,
0: the... their version of Scrappy like... is like Captain America. They like pumped him full of drugs and shit. <laughs> He's got like a six pack. It's so fucked.
1: What's with these dark, edgy reboots, man? Of these these wholesome comics, like
0: there's a way to do it right. I um I read a book a few years back called A Few Meddling Kids, which is um it's basically it's 400 pages, but it's it's Scooby Doo, but they didn't have the rights to Scooby Doo, and it's um okay. what those characters would do in their like late twenties, where it's like we had really fucked up traumatic childhoods where we saw these monstrous creatures commit murder, and then we solved the mystery and turned out it was just a guy in a rubber suit. But it's like, like Fred, Fred goes to Hollywood and he becomes like this big time actor and he like kills himself after a drug overdose. Uh, Maybe it's a suicide. Maybe it's a drug thing. Daphne becomes like a peace activist. Velma goes off to college. Shaggy checks himself into a mental institute because he spent his years talking to a dog and no one else while also (laughs) abusing drugs. It's really fucked up, but it's also kind of an amazing book. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah that's the dark reboot i wanted that's like the that's like the it's like the riverdale of scooby-doo basically
1: yeah yeah
0: which by the way i'm up to date on riverdale i i've been catching up i'm on the newest episode it is a wild and dark vortex that we cannot go into
1: Yeah, I don't I don't even know. As I said, I jumped ship on that like season two. I I saw it I saw its destination and I was not following it there, you know? Um
0: I'm like like a good captain, like on the Titanic. I'm going down with the ship. Like I'm 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 ride or die. I've invested too many episodes of Riverdale to jump off now. It's like Yeah, yeah. Once you get over like the thirty episode mark, you're like, Well, that's thirty times forty five minutes. I don't even want to do the maths on that, but that's too much time not to keep watching
1: it's just so bizarre because this started off like with such like a good first season the like first, that the is first a season's good mur- great yeah. the second
0: season's fantastic as well i genuinely i actually like the second season more because it feels like there's more stakes because there's more murders happening
1: but... i i don't know i think it was just going back to the first season like because it was just simple it was a whodunit you know i that and...
0: said i think you'd love the third season because most of the big plot points related around D. Like, but
1: yeah, but like it's magic D and D. But if you die in the game, you die in real life. And it's like honestly, all the it,
0: criminal it's... masterminds are playing D and D as well, and that's how they're planning it. it it's weird. Okay, yeah, I think we should. It's... I think we should move on because there's more trailers. Ahoy! Um, mm-hmm. Very quickly now, what did you think of the Rick and Morty season five trailer that dropped? That's I... in the nerdy realm.
1: Yes, that's. I'm really excited for that. Um, love, love me some Rick and Morty. So, uh, no, See, it was... really. Really excited. Go. It was weird. No, I'm just to... saying Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was just saying, like, no, just hyped. Um, I'm just trying to think now. Was there any real details that people were freaking out about, but I can't think of any at the moment. So
0: um, to tie it back to what the podcast is all about, there was like a Namor looking motherfucker in there. Do you see that guy? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's um he's Rick's rival, who's like this big like <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know because he hasn't appeared in the movies yet, Namor is like He's like Aquaman but Marvel and he's like he's got a big rivalry with Mr. Fantastic because he's in love with Sue Storm. Basically I mean, he's like just he was a- there
1: before Aquaman but okay.
0: Um. Yeah but you know Aquaman got a movie first so that means he's more important. Just saying. Plus have you seen okay. Jason Momoa?
1: Woo! I know it's 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 Jason Momoa. You can't can't argue with that. Uh yeah, me name with more.
0: trident, oh boy! No, like...
1: Atlantean bro who really wants to bang Sue Storm,
0: but <laughs> woman, yeah. But um, but yeah, in this it looks like um, instead of being rivals with Reed Richards, he's rivals with like Rick from Rick and Morty, which is really funny because oh we've never gotten a really mention funny. of him before.
1: Oh, no, man. I'm I'm excited. I. I'm curious now with this season, because I liked season four, but a lot of it really felt like they were kind of shitting on the fans a bit. And I was like, Well, that's Uh, a little To be fair.
0: To be fair, every fan of Rick and Morty is complete trash and I hate them all immensely.
1: Are we trash? Oh no.
0: Oh no. Uh I I, as a fan, I hate every other fan. Like (laughs) genuinely, I don't really give myself to fandoms or like get that involved with them. That said I have like i have this platform to talk about it but god damn it the rick and morty fans are just like because they're these pseudo intellectuals like well if you don't like it then you just don't understand it it's like yeah yeah they all they all think they're the rick and it's like they're jumping on counters and pickle rick and thinking they're amoral assholes makes them being <laughs> makes them feel intelligent but like the point is of the show is you're supposed to pity Rick. You're supposed to not care about him. You're supposed to Yeah, like...
1: you're not supposed to idolize him. Like, you know, he's supposed to be like a shitty person. Um and that's,
0: and that's my big that's my kind of my favorite part of season four was just like the tearing down of Rick. Just like the break this yeah. guy apart, make him feel terrible, make everyone realize, yeah, you know, he's kind of the worst guy.
1: That bad actually, of acid that vada acid episode though like he is the worst guy like
0: that episode is fucking hell I, that's the thing about season four though so they broke into two parts. the second part is so much stronger like yeah like the Vader acid episode the um I'm trying to think now where the other Beth returns that's a fantastic episode oh, yeah, um, yeah, even yeah, the yeah. story train which is like the story circle and how Dan Harmon writes. I know mm-hmm. it's a little meta for some people, but I fucking love that episode.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. It's just, no, I'm, I'm really excited. And yeah, did you, you see the thing they dropped for April Fool's Day? Uh,
0: what did they put out?
1: The Rick and Morty uh, babies, where it's like they would redo the the opening sequence, but they're babies. and oh, like, like Muppet babies. They're... That's amazing. Yeah, but they're like in this daycare and stuff and it's really funny and it's like, oh yeah, this is their new show that's going to be premiering on Adult Swim Jr. And like Adult Swim changed their channel name and everything to Adult (laughs) Swim Jr. and stuff. Like they committed to it. That's that's
0: amazing. That's like, you see on the one hand, I'm sick of April Fool bits from companies because I'm like, I like see through them immediately or else I completely forget. Like I saw one today, it was like, Oh, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix confirmed for the Batman with Robert Pattinson. I was like, ooh, that's tasty. We could talk about that on the podcast. And yeah. Then I looked and I said 18 hours ago. I'm like, well, shit, that's from yesterday. And yesterday was April Fool's.
1: Yeah, you, you can't trust anything that gets announced on April Fool's Day. Like, you know.
0: Even, to be fair, I think the best prank was like when Rick and Morty, I think it was season three or season two, but they dropped the first <laughs> episode on April Fool's. They're like, oh yeah, um, everyone keeps asking for. Here you go. Here's the first episode, and no one believed them. But it was just like up on the internet. And it was amazing. You could just watch it like uh, everywhere. It was on YouTube. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, that um, oh, that that was that was great. No.
0: But yeah. No. Um, coming away from that. Um, so basically, before we get into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, I want to talk about a little documentary I watched this week. Basically, okay. it was this little indie film where they talked about the idea of like basically eastern marketing and like the economic systems versus the west and the progression struggle of both of them and how they would eventually clash in the 21st century and what that represented for us the common man
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a it's a little known indie flick I, I don't know if you've heard about this documentary it's called kong versus godzilla
1: <laughs> i knew who was leading there
0: <laughs> I, I set them up i knock them out i do really good So yeah, I um I watched Kong versus Godzilla yesterday.
1: I didn't even know that got released. God Jesus. It
0: it it only got released on the 31st, so I finally got around to watching it yesterday. And this brings me to the okay, so first off, it follows the exact same beats as Batman versus Superman of two blokes that they've set up to fight and then they they team up and they fight another bad guy at the end. Spoilers. What are
1: they gaining from Godzilla and big monk boy um fighting?
0: Like, uh it's pretty tits to see that's it's everyone wants that. to see it everyone wants to, there's like some energy stuff involved and like basically they want to draw godzilla out sorry they want to get a thing and they need kong to get it and that draws godzilla out and then they bring up another thing to take on godzilla i'm not going to spoil it any further from there but it's, okay okay it's very much like we're setting them up to take each other on and then when they're tired we'll send out the real bad guy and he'll take them on <laughs>
1: Like, that it, movie should be really short. Like, I'm assuming, like, Godzilla oh, two, should
0: blast his ass change. with,
1: like, his, his, nuclear, with his nuclear breath. Like, come on.
0: It's, to be fair, and this is the thing I liked about it, there is an official winner at the end. By the end, you're like, yeah, okay. that guy wins. That's the winner. He wins. Like, this movie is it did Godzilla? that mean- No, I'm not going to say. But this this movie <laughs> did that Batman- Yes, the answer is yes, Godzilla. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they Those team up and be. they team up and fight another bad guy and that's all matter. The cast in this is great. They got like like Paperboy from fucking Atlanta and like uh what's her name? Millie Bobby Brown from yeah. fucking uh, like eleven. It's insane how much she's grown up on screen. Like Yeah, yeah. She's like a like a proper young lady in this. She drives a van at one stage. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like her and like the hunt for the wilder people kid. You know, the guy from Deadpool 2.
1: Oh, yeah, the yeah. Kinda,
0: the the kind of chonky boy. That that guy, he's like the two of them teaming up to take on Kong versus Godzilla. It's pretty great. Like it's. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. I dropped a whopping $17.50 on this yesterday. Okay. I supported the movie industry. I said, look, I'm a creator of okay. arts. I'm, I love me some film. I dropped full money for it. And I watched it at home because as we know, cinemas are not. Open here.
1: Yeah.
0: And that price point still feels weird for something I only have for two days. Yeah. And this is what I want to talk about is what do you think of this idea of like paying like such prices for the films, like say Black Widow, for example, to tie back to what the podcast is about? How do you feel about like, oh, we're going to be watching and paying for Black Widow 17, 18 euros if the cinemas aren't open here? We're going to be watching it at home on our own televisions or iPads or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's the Black Widow one is a real toughie uh, in that situation because you're already paying for the subscription service and then you're paying more money on top of this just to just like not even to just like watch it because eventually it will come to regular access just to be one of the first few to watch it kind of thing. You know, and it's like a real—you're—you're you're almost paying for the prestige of saying, "Ah, yes, I watched Black Widow when it first came out," kind of thing, you know. So it's—it's a—it's so fucking wild. And like, and what like, did you watch Godzilla on? Was it YouTube or?
0: I no, I got um, I got up on iTunes. I paid for it, and then I pulled it up on Apple okay. TV on my PlayStation, so I could watch it on, yeah, like, yeah. On, on like the proper television. And it was great. And it was in four K. But here's the thing about it. I literally got it the day after it came out worldwide mm-hmm. and I, li- I already saw spoilers online like before I went in and I think that's yeah. that's another paid privilege especially with the Marvel stuff that you are paying you're almost paying to watch your first day so you're not spoiled on it
1: Oh yeah I mean, I mean like there's yeah like of course there's that like you do sometimes spend the extra money so you're not I mean like we went to go see midnight release of endgame you know and that yeah. was a little bit extra but like it was to be like one of the first like one of the first people to see this movie when it was released
0: 100 you know it's like because um, internet culture is like okay we watch a thing then we make a video essay or like a here's the things you missed and then the thumbnail yeah. will put a huge spoiler so like even with um, deadpool 2 for example right deadpool 2 yeah. is when the only like Marvel Marvel Marvelish movies that I didn't watch like first day. I like I was just busy. It took me like two weeks to go see it, right?
1: Would you believe I only watched that like a a, like a few weeks ago for the first time? Okay. Deadpool two. How great
0: is the reveal of the juggernaut in that? I feel like the whole second act is building up to revealing that the juggernaut's I
1: had I had done so well that I actually didn't know Juggernaut shows up in it. I managed to avoid spoilers
0: yeah. and that How, month, great, that how well. great was that reveal?
1: That was It was pretty fucking sick. Exactly. It was pretty awesome.
0: But What happened to me was I saw here's 20 things you miss like video come up on YouTube in my recommended yeah. and it was just like 20 things you miss and I immediately recognized the Juggernaut from the thumbnail. I'm like, okay. <sighs> well. So that ruins the whole second act for me because I know this whole yeah. time they're building to the Juggernaut. And that was the same with Kong versus Godzilla. I literally, second day it was out, I saw a thumbnail that like spoiled what the main villain was going to be. Which by the way, if you have not seen it yet, go watch it. It is stupid. It is funny. It is genuinely worth paying the full, like double what your ticket would have been in the cinema just to support these big dumb movies. Because if we don't support them, they're not going to happen.
1: We're not going to have more dumb movies that we, we can talk about, you know? Um, but
0: even like shit like Black Widow, I'm willing to pay yeah. full price for that because I want to support and get more Marvel movies. I know they've got plenty of money, but I want that to do well so we get a second Black Widow movie.
1: Disney shit bricks of gold, man. Um.
0: They do. They do. They do. But it's like if Black Widow doesn't make any money, they're not going to make like a second Black Widow movie or like, well, yeah, a fucking like Spider obviously. Woman movie or like.
1: Uh, obviously. um, I suppose it's in, in saying that, like if you have the money and you're willing to spend it, like by all means, pay that price because again, you I know it's Disney and like big yeah. corporations and stuff, but you are still supporting these people and what they create. and show by showing that support, they will create more
0: exactly. So. even even with Kong versus Godzilla, this movie feels like a love letter to anyone who's ever liked any of these characters or anyone who wanted to see what would happen if they clashed. It's just it's like a love letter to the fans. The shit that's in there, it's the right level of serious and campy and fun. It's like all of that, it's made by people who care about this shit, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you don't support it, if you're just like streaming it online or whatever, like it's eventually it's gonna happen where it's like, oh, no one's paying for this, they're all just like pirating it online. Why bother making it out of the world? Why bother making Kong versus Godzilla versus human centipede or whatever the sequel would be? Like why bother? (laughs) But yeah, um speaking of Marvel Disney content, should we make should we move on to the big the big dick of the episode, the main like the main boy of what we come here to talk about every week?
1: Yeah, we we got our third third episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's no, it's it's good. It's just it's a bit slower than the other episodes. Uh, we we think.
0: You know what it is? <laughs> This episode felt really long. Did it feel long to you? Yeah,
1: I felt the time on this one.
0: There was like um, three different moments where I assumed it was going to cut to credits and didn't, which is yeah. so weird. I never there, felt it, that way with these shows.
1: I don't know what it was. Was it just the pacing, the editing? I there was just something about that, though. I really felt the time on this on this episode.
0: I mean, um, you, you got to remember that, like, um, we're at, this episode brings us to the midway point. So I guess, like they have to pace it out if that finale is going to be big and epic and massive so like
1: yeah i I kind of i'm kind of imagining it as like the episode four of wandavision where you know we need this we need the episode to kind of really set things up and uh, explain stuff and and everything and it felt like that kind of episode
0: which is weird because i think episode four wandavision is like where it gets interesting where it's like yeah I I was talking to someone yesterday and they were like, I haven't started watching WandaVision yet. And I'm like, look, if you're gonna attempt it, watch the first four episodes. Because yeah. if you're not hooked after episode four, then give up on it. Cause I think you yeah, need episode yeah. four for the context and to like really get what's happening. And if you, that still doesn't hook you, then give up on it. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, this episode felt like it almost felt like filler. Maybe that's just because there's no massive action sequence. There's no like yeah, mind feels... blowing like helicopter or truck chase kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's the thing. It feels like filler, but the thing is, it isn't because it still ties in with the main plot and we get like developments and stuff and like, oh, yeah. you know, the plot thickens kind of thing. And it's just. It's... I know. But there, there's some, there's stuff, there's stuff we like. It's not that we disliked the episode or anything. No, you know? it, was, it was a solid interesting episode. to 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 see like. The differences between this and the previous two you know i still um, think
0: episode two is probably the strongest so far but this was still a good yeah. episode like this like this is the show hasn't put out a bad episode yet like two
1: was the best one because of that sexual tension baby um, oh
0: that sexual tension between bucky and his lover slash frenemy falcon i yeah, mean we're okay. getting there we are getting like, there
1: my boyfriend is still not on board with the Bucky and, and Sam ship because he's just like, they hate each other. Why would they get together? And I'm just like, but. Honestly, but after imagine. watching
0: this episode, a little bit of spoilers, but I'm more on board with that Bucky and Zemo shipping.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's a terrible relationship right there.
0: Okay, should we just, should we hop right into before? Sorry, before we get into the spoiler territory, if you have not watched Falcon and Winter Soldier yet, go watch episode three we're gonna talk about episode three now we're gonna go point for point we are going to spoil everything we're like one of those youtube videos where they point out all the easter eggs we're just gonna spoil everything should we hop right into it sure okay um so it took me five minutes to remember how this episode opens. so basically it opens (laughs) with um it opens with that little bit of like propaganda like that little video for the um the organization for people who've been blipped yeah uh, what was the name of the organization again? Can you remember what it was? Uh,
1: the Global Repatri- Repatriation uh...
0: Society? Or there was a third one. Yeah,
1: there. Corporation.
0: Corporation, um, yeah. Yeah. GRC, wasn't it? So I think that, yeah.
1: Yeah, the GRC.
0: Glo- um, yeah, Global, Repri- what was it? Global? Re-
1: Repat- Repatriation yeah Um, which like
0: you get the association with patriotic in there because you know that's what the show is all all is. i like i like that i love little like in universe like propaganda ads like that (laughs) i thought that was kind of cute
1: it's it's yeah i guess it's again we're exploring more of like life after the blip like what the hell happens when half your 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 population blips and then suddenly comes back kind of thing you know um yeah. so yeah we we have this corporation that's that's kind of trying to help people and stuff but uh i think we're getting a lot of uh similarities to places to uh things such as like direct provision um and everything in real life sense so that they're they're doing it but they're not doing a great job of it
0: <laughs> to be fair i get it because like like a couple of hundred million people yes that's hard to rehome and like put the camps together or whatever it is hard to sort that many people 3.5 billion people now that's a lot harder to figure out like how do you fit them all back into because obviously like wealthier people will just hop back in because they've got their money they've got their savings they got like family stuff that can just kind of like write it back down yeah yeah like um for example Peter Parker in um far from home that's like that's sets six months after the blip but it's like mm-hmm. yeah he's probably reintegrated because Aunt May just did all the paperwork and fixed everything up for him and it was just like yeah he had like the Avengers backing and all that but like certain people it must be like a lot harder to get back if like if all of us if you were gone for that five years and there's no record of you it must be hard to like track all that
1: no yeah exactly like it's yeah. just absolute insanity. It, so yeah, no, I I appreciate the the more more exploration of stuff like this. So they're
0: like they're really getting their mileage out of like the blip and the fucking Sokovia thing. Like they're I those think... those two events, like Wandavision and this, have just been based around those two big events.
1: I mean, like I suppose like before. Those points, like the biggest thing you had were aliens came out of New York. And I guess basically everyone knows aliens are a thing. Then someone tries dropping a country out of the sky and then half the universe, universe gets blipped. So, you know, it just keeps escalating.
0: It do, um, it do be escalating, to be fair. And it's like, um, I think this is one of my big, like my, one of my few criticisms with Endgame was the fact they didn't show us an awful lot of what life was after half the universe got wiped out. Yeah. And these shows are kind of filling in the blank. So I'm kind of loving the fact it's like, yeah, this is how bank statements work. This is how fucking um, this is how relocating refugees would work post-blip. That yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. I really like that. I think that's quite cool. This is who grows mm-hmm. the power. It's like, it's cool. But yeah. Um, um, after that, we get the boys going to meet Baron Zemo.
1: Breeze. Uh. But it's just Bucky. So, um, mm-hmm. and like but, you know he walks in there and Baron Zemo does not waste any time he's trying to he just starts reiterating those words you know
0: <laughs> I fucking love that because we, we call that last week we like he's going to walk in there and Zemo's just going to be hitting him with the words and Sam's going to play music in his ears or whatever but, but that was really cool where Zemo's just like I was just doing it for old time's sake and he's just like testing it out or whatever and it like it clearly doesn't work because Bucky's spent all that time trying to like fix his brain
1: I forgot how intimidating Zemo could be.
0: You know what's weird, right? And I have this written in my notes. Does he not kind of look like Tobey Maguire to you? <laughs> he, looks like, he looks like scruffy Tobey Maguire, like Tobey Maguire with a beard, kind of
1: uh i guess i can kind of see it but no, it doesn't like, really throw it, me off or anything
0: no once you see it from the right angle it's the only thing you can see like it's i keep seeing peter parker toby mcguire every time zemo talks i'm like what's great gatsby doing here like what's going on it, it's every time it throws me off but yeah i know um what did you think of bucky just breaking um zemo out of prison
1: happened so quick i i need like there was just the moment i was just like wait what no he just okay he just broke him out of prison okay uh zemo's here now it just it as i said like that was over quickly like i was expecting for this to be the full episode of we visit like zemo and then maybe we have to figure to get him how to get him out of prison but it just happens it's
0: like i had whipped i thought the joke was gonna be that bucky's like oh yeah we get him to start a fight it's like four prisoners to every two guys blah 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 yeah and it's like and then the joke would be that they did all that and zemo just didn't leave his cell yeah no zemo just comes jogging in the room because the plot has to keep going yeah he's like yeah i already did it it's done (laughs) and sam's just like oh okay
1: that all that all happened then oh what the fuck um,
0: I did like their little sounds of the lambs moment, where like Zemo's face is reflect reflected in the glass over Bucky's face. I'm like, that's some nice cinematography right there. That's mm, some that's some that's quality some, filmmaking right quality, there.
1: Quality quality filmmaking. No, but um, that's that's always uh, God. I don't even know where my train of thought was going there. We um, um,
0: talking about trains of thought. What do you think about um Captain America? Sorry, new Captain America, new diet Captain America does uh oh. breaking into the german cafe from episode two
1: he's a bit of a butt um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you just see this guy is just like ah oh, geez don't know what you're talking about and totally never heard of these people in my life he just spits it's just like spits in the captain's face Like cap is just like do you know who i am and i'm just like steve would never do that oh Uh,
0: to be fair it was kind of great to just see them disrespect him though where that guy just like spits in his face like yeah i know who you are it doesn't matter like that really that caught me that was like that's fucked that's so cool
1: Uh, yeah but uh,
0: I like the idea that in episode six, when he finally becomes the villain and he's going to ca- kill Cap and Bucky or whatever. And they're like, why did you do it? And he's like, because that one guy spat in my face. That's why I do this. That's my character arc. That's why I want turning, respect.
1: It's turning point with someone spitting in his
0: face. Yeah, that was that was his breaking point. That's like that's his death of the Uncle super Ben. The villain that's his...
1: origin story wasn't an explosion someone spat in his face
0: (laughs) someone disrespected him slightly and he was like nope not having that
1: well i guess everyone has to die now
0: yeah Um, speaking of everyone having to die um so Zima's family died or whatever but yeah he's still rich and has all his money
1: yeah here's the thing was it ever said that he was like a baron in, in like, civil war and stuff? Or it's never
0: mentioned. I, I went back, it is never mentioned. Because I remember you yes, said that last episode, where it's like, is he technically Baron Zemo, or is he just Zemo Zemo?
1: Yeah, and then uh, they also say he was, like, special forces and stuff. And second of all, like, again, he was hunting Hydra before his family got squished.
0: yeah because he's got so many carrots he wouldn't have gotten all those in one year
1: yeah i was like okay i can appreciate the thing of you can set like baron zemo up you know his family's been like hunting hydra and stuff and he's this rich guy and like yeah he's actually baron zemo now but i also kind of miss the fact that like in civil war you just like from what we knew of him he was just a dude like highly trained guy that yeah. just took it upon himself just to, abs- just to destroy the Avengers
0: he was just so. a really good soldier in that movie who lost his yeah. family which I'm like on the one hand I do miss that but then again getting proper Baron Zemo I'm not complaining like when he put yeah. on the purple mask I'm like yeah <laughs> put on the mask do a comic thing Woo! It's like,
1: kind of, again mixed feelings on that Where you know I liked this thing but like I don't hate yeah. this either you know
0: I do like um, the idea that he's like he's kind of like an evil Marvel Batman where he's like, he's got his Alfred, he's got his private jet. And it explains why he could do everything in civil war. Cause he spent years training and he had so much money to fly him from place to place yeah, hunting yeah. Hydra. But yeah, no, he's rich as fuck. Apparently. Which at this point, if I, if I'm, if I'm the Falcon, I'm going to be asking this man for a loan about the boat. He'd be like, Hey, Baron Zemo, my good friend, my buddy, my pal. How about we let you go free, and you help me pay off my parents' house, or whatever, or the houseboat?
1: Please,
0: <laughs> Just please, 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 please! It'll give me and it'll give me and Bucky somewhere to live together. Oh. Please, please, Zima, please! Oh but, my god! But yeah, um, let's see. So then we get Carly Morgan playing um, a bit of soccer with the kids, with the youths, making her more relatable. Yes. Which I think she has an unfair advantage because you know she's kind of doping. Those kids were never gonna beat her. Those kids were never gonna beat her in soccer because she's been she's been drugged up this whole time. <laughs> but yeah, oh we we oh my god. We see the refugee camp where she's staying and all that. It's like there's like this one woman with tuberculosis who she clearly has like a relationship with. Maybe she, she's not her mother because her mother gets a shout out later on.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what is her relationship to this this woman like lover. Like,
0: (laughs) Oh, I my mind was like maybe she was someone who like took care of her when her mother got blipped.
1: Maybe. Maybe it is (laughs) someone who took care of her when her mother got blipped. I don't know. I'm unclear as to what the relationship with this woman
0: is. Um, Maybe it's just a random gypsy woman she met. Maybe it's just like she's just a random woman she met and she's like, you know what? She was pretty interesting. I like her. I'm gonna go check up on her. Oh, and she's dead. Oh,
1: no. She's dead.
0: Ah, shucks. She's dead. And then... um. So, yeah, that gives us a bit more relatability to her. I guess she's pretty all right. Cool. She doesn't... I don't want to be mean, but, like, her and the new Captain America, neither of them get, like, much to do in this episode.
1: No, they don't. Um,
0: it's, like, I know she gets... I think she gets, like, two minutes in the whole episode. and Same with him. I think, like, they get, like, four minutes of screen time in this 45-minute episode. Just, they knew
1: everyone just wanted to see Zemo and the boys. You to know? be
0: fair... I was on Zemo watch after the first two episodes. I was hyped for a bit of Zemo, like. <laughs> no, I was I was Jonesing for some Zemo, so I get that. I, I do get that.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah.
0: Um, Let's see. So they all go to Magipore, which is pretty cool.
1: That's yeah. I want to say I've like. I wonder if this place is going to show up now in future, uh, Marvel stuff. Like, yeah. is this going to be a place that's going to be revisited? Because they say it's a lawless land, so like we might get some some vigilantes in there. Who knows?
0: It it's a big um, place in the comics, so it wouldn't surprise me. Okay. I think it's I something you could save for like. Oh, sorry, God.
1: I didn't know it was a big place in the comics. I just so.
0: No, I I'd assume it's probably going to be saved for like maybe the Hawkeye series, or like maybe maybe even the Black Widow movie. Maybe she'll visit Magapor, mm-hmm. like or we'll get some kind of reference to it, because like. Clearly there's a bunch of villains and like a bunch of shit going on there.
1: Just the way they have it set up with at nighttime and like all these lights and neon stuff, I was fully expecting some like cyberpunk shit to start happening or something, but uh... I
0: genuinely I was expecting <laughs> Keanu Reeves to rock up. Like it felt like I'm like, "Oh, we're in Night City now. Cool. All right. Rises Even Bucky even Bucky kind of looks like fucking Johnny Silverhand with the big metal arm. <laughs> I just put that together. That's... Holy shit. <laughs> to be oh fair, God. Uh, no matter how bad things go for Salmon, Bucky and Magipore, it's still not going to be as bad as my time spent in Night City playing Cyberpunk. At least there'll be less crashes and less anger.
1: Well, like, you know, at least you have a console that can run it.
0: Barely. So... <laughs> I have a next-gen console. I'm not going to say what in case someone breaks into my house to take it. But, like, <laughs> Even that struggles with cyberpunk. Yeah. Even like, I can tell it's being tested at some point. Uh, yeah. No. So Sam pretends to be a villain. That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: what was the name of the villain? It was like tiger something.
1: Smiling tiger or something.
0: I, yeah. I didn't Google it. I'm going to do it right now, but I'm going to assume that that's a villain in Marvel comics. Um, yeah.
1: I would say it's a reference to some like smaller villain or something.
0: Um, uh yep it's a villain found him here smiling tiger he's like a weird cat man he's kind of like the jackal but with big claws or whatever yeah i kind of the minute they said it i just kind of assumed that it was gonna be like oh that's just a weird villain from the comics that they're like oh yeah referencing some like indie villain none of them kind of look like um none of them really look like what sam was dressed like but obviously there's adaptation and all that so it's oh yeah that's completely fine yeah, um, no, that was...
1: yeah, and he drink, likes to drink, like, rattlesnake guts and <laughs> his oh, alcohol. That,
0: that was so fucked when he just, like, he downs that shot of, like... Did that guy just have a snake on hand? Like, two snakes? Yeah, huh.
1: he just had a snake there, like...
0: How often do people, like, rock up to that bar asking for a snake shot? It has to be more than once, because he's got the snakes I... ready to go.
1: Yeah, I can assume, like... I can assume this, this is... Uh, Common enough thing Where he has to keep some snakes in stock You know
0: Could you imagine like the first time someone asked for that It's like you know give me a bit of tequila Mix it with a bit of vodka and you know A little snake intestine or whatever whatever you got really Like you know I'll throw it all back like.
1: It's just like like, The fuck you know and then Out of curiosity he made it one day And uh, yeah he was like you know what Maybe we can serve this you know You
0: know what it's not terrible people are drinking it They're paying for it you know what I'm going to go get a couple of rattlesnakes. I'll bring them to the bar every night with me, just in case. I mean,
1: like, it's not the worst thing I, I know you can get in, in alcohol. A uh, uh, little side story. Um, oh, my parents telling me when they went to visit some friends in Sweden, there is a drink there where you put a, 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 the anal gland from a beaver into some alcohol oh no and you basically what you do so you leave that to marinate or whatever the fuck i don't know and so you take what you take the alcohol and then you take like i think a couple of drops from that and then add it into a different alcohol because it's that potent kind of thing
0: (laughs) holy shit yeah i mean like not gonna lie that like that gives duck titties a run for its money on the level yeah. of gross things we talked yeah I mean, where how do they do they just like catch a beaver cut a bit out and then just like let it go in the wild or is it like
1: no I know. is it like
0: hunted beavers or is it like
1: it's just yeah so this is a thing that that's that's over there and like, what do
0: they do with the rest of the beaver? Do they eat it or like, do they like skin guess, it and stuff it maybe? I,
1: maybe, maybe, I maybe, don't know.
0: Maybe this, maybe the glass is like a beaver skull. Like <laughs> maybe it's like the coaster is like the tail and like the glass is the skull. And then like yeah. the drink's got like the bit of the anus in it or whatever.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, my dad has promptly told me he never wants to touch it again in his life. So wait, um. do
0: you, wait sorry. So your dad has drank beaver anus.
1: Um I don't know if he like, did he drink it or did he just get a smell of it? Cause I know some of his friends did drink it, so uh he was just like, no, not for me. Never. That is, never that ever.
0: Is that is some wild shit right there. Like that
1: is, that is as I said, not the worst, like snake intestines, not the worst thing I've I've heard nah, nah. Uh, in alcohol.
0: It was the worst thing I'd heard of until this very moment. And now it's, yeah. it's suddenly not the worst thing, which is weird.
1: Yeah. I don't know why it's uh, a thing. It it is. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of bad transitions and things being things, what did you think about the fact that the power broker is in charge of Magipor? That's Brad. He's like um, the, he or she is the king of Majapur.
1: Y- no, that's the that's a cool way like of kind of first of all, kind of establishing a power structure in Majapur and, like, really kind of set, setting, just showing you the influence of the the power broker. But also, like, if they die in this, like, if the power broker ends up dying in this show, like, you know someone else can just swoop in and take that mantle and, like, that could be your next big bad kind of thing, you know? So.
0: Oh, 100%. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if Sharon takes over as the next power broker. Oh my be god. Like- because like she's moving up in the ranks there in Magiport anyway that'd be a pretty sick reveal like yeah. this one time Captain America like lover slash ally now the next villain that'd be pretty sick
1: oh that'd be pretty sweet also what did you think of some some uh, Bucky pretending to be OG Winter Soldier oh no I,
0: I love that especially the moment where Baron Zemo's trying to sell him where it's just like yeah. he'll do I'll give you the code words he'll do whatever you want and he like grabs him by the chin and gives him <laughs> a bit of a ruffle I was like that's <laughs> <laughs> that really caught me off guard. Like, that's cute. Oh. Uh,
1: love
0: a fucking um I was going to say, do you think the power broker is going to rock up in this series? Cuz like it's been 3 episodes now and he hasn't turned up yet.
1: It's yeah, I I, I don't know. Maybe they're setting it up setting them up to be a villain for a later thing. That... Maybe like I don't know if this series is gonna be a one and done situation. Like maybe they, they could be a follow up villain for like a second season. I don't know.
0: You see in WandaVision, WandaVision feels like a one and done. It feels like a WandaVision one feels
1: like a one and done. Yeah.
0: This show you could definitely get a couple of seasons out of, I think. Yeah. And I assume Disney Plus would think of that way as well. And it's just the fact that we are halfway in. And if you think of, like, any Marvel movie, you never get to the fucking, the hour and ten minute point or, like, whatever the halfway point is without seeing the villain, like, the proper mm-hmm. main villain. So what if it's kind of a Thanos situation where it's, like, Carly is, like, the main villain of the series and so is evil Captain America. And then the villain behind both of those is the Power Broker. We get, like, like a snapshot of them at the end, maybe? Maybe. 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 maybe maybe the power broker maybe not the power broker
1: <laughs> maybe oh my god he has to be french now
0: oh now, it's backtrack they... the leaper he's back from, he's <gasps> he leapered out of that helicopter and he's back for revenge baby <laughs> he does so many kicks okay um da, 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 da. <laughs> what do you think of the reintegration of sharon carter uh
1: i'm was... I, I knew she was showing up in this show uh, again, and yeah, no, it's a, it's an interesting place to have her show up because I guess right. yeah, I never quite realized of oh yeah, she's still on the run.
0: <laughs> okay, one sec. I'm just gonna I'm gonna run to the bathroom for like twenty seconds. Can you remind the audience who Sharon Carter is and what she's done? Because from my memory, she's been in like maybe one movie, maybe one and a half.
1: She's been two because I think she we were first introduced to her in Winter Soldier where she was posing as the Steve's neighbor Um, and yeah it's it's revealed she is the niece of um, oh god of like agent Carter from um, the original Captain America Um, Peggy I don't know why it took me so long to remember the name (laughs) But uh, yeah, and then she shows up again in Civil War, a bit of a smaller role in that. Um, so like, um, she kind of gets the shield back for Steve and Falcon's wings um, when they decide to uh, not agree with stuff and go on the run with Bucky. So, uh, and so yeah, because of that, she was, we, we find this out, uh, I think earlier, she's branded as an enemy of the state and she, she can't return to the States and stuff. and. Um, I guess it's the thing you never realize of, like yeah, the Avengers rescued the world and everything, and like you know, Bucky gets pardoned for all the evil stuff he's done. But uh, I guess, I guess Sharon's just still, still enemy of the state because uh, she's not an Avenger.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> you know? back.
1: You feel bad for her at that point. Um...
0: It's weird in this episode; she's kind of a dick, but I kind of like her way more. Like, yeah, she's like. Now that she's not just flirting with Captain America all day, every day, she's like, she's actually kind of interesting as a character. I quite like her now. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, no, that was a fun cameo that you knew was coming, because one, they announced it, and two, they spent the first two episodes, like, name dropping her, like, two or three times.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, Um, no, um, so they go to meet that guy who's, like, he's creating super soldiers for the power broker.
1: Do you think uh do you think sorry do you think Bucky's just sitting there like at her place that he's just like I I probably shouldn't bring up the fact that a uh, cap went back to bang her her aunt uh,
0: <laughs> there's a moment where she's like I can't even go see my father I'm like never mind your father not what about Uncle Steve
1: what about Uncle Steve
0: thank goodness you can't go back and visit Uncle Steve <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God there's, um, there's a theory actually you, you see like an old man a cap, at um at peggy carter's funeral and he's got yeah. like the gray hair that looks like the exact same as old man captain america so there's a theory that yeah. like old man captain america is in that scene he is at the funeral carrying the coffin and it's like his younger self at the front and his older self at the back or whatever mm-hmm. but also i'm like
1: i feel like
0: i feel like the avengers are smart enough to spot that i feel like they're they're smart enough to figure that one out right (laughs) maybe maybe if tony was there if tony was there he would have like copped it immediately iron man oh yeah that man is that man is old man steve what's he doing here that's old man
1: that's old man steve yeah
0: Um, um but yeah they go to find that guy who's creating more super soldiers
1: yeah um, and so yeah we, we, he's hanging out in some shipping containers you know he's going with the very did. modern thing of building your house out of shipping containers um, and yeah we discover he basically is after isolating the serum from the DNA from Isaiah.
0: Yeah which is a nice way of kind of tying it back to like the, the plot of last episode of like Isaiah Bradley being like the second slash maybe first Captain America
1: yeah um, and then so yeah he said he made 20 and then fucking carly stole them and i was like have you just not been able to make more is there more i'm so confused Um.
0: it's my thing is um has carly used all 20 vials already because like just counting the flag smashers do you think there's 20 in that group
1: i i don't know i haven't
0: i like i'd want to go back and like try and break it down but it feels like there's like maybe five or ten of them i feel like they probably still have a few spare vials of it somewhere
1: just chug him for extra, extra power. Um, <laughs> you're,
0: you're a super duper soldier. It's amazing. Super
1: super duper. That's what they also, call them. You're no longer a super soldier. You are
0: a super duper soldier. I love the one he has one line in there where he's just like, Yeah, but mine was gonna be different. It was gonna be special. There was a, no irregularities with the body, no like changes, like big muscular things, no machines, no yeah. nothing. I'm like, fuck you. The big muscle thing is the best part of being a super soldier. <laughs> Like, could you imagine if Steve Rogers had gotten a, like this version of it and he stayed like a skinny runt of a man?
1: He stayed a skinny, skinny man. We still have to have CGI uh, Chris Evans' head onto a skinny man's body.
0: Well, could you um, imagine skinny CGI Steve Rogers who's like, basically one sandwich away from starving to death fighting so, Thanos. I
1: always forget that Steve Rogers started out as a skiddy, scra- this scrawny thing. Like, you know, because you only not picture him as Captain America. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. He was just, he was a stick at one point.
0: If he shouted like, when he shouted Avengers Assemble, no one's rallying around that stick of a man. No one's even going to see him. Like, yeah, him and Groot have like a competition who's more of a, like, who's more of a twig. Like, it's and that yeah. guy's like, yeah, I'm just going to remove that from the process. I'm like, why? Why would you remove the part that gives everyone abs and huge biceps? That's yeah, sick. exactly. I mean, it's obviously so like the actors and stuntmen that they get for the fucking Flag Smashers don't have to like, all of them don't have to get like Captain America. I mean, like, to
1: be fair, you can also have the counter argument of like, if you have a bunch of people walking around with the same kind of stature. Yeah. as Captain America people it, are going to notice
0: it's going to be fairly easy to figure out who's your super soldier when it's like the six foot two 215 pounds of muscle like I think yeah. it, I think it's the one who's cut like cheese. I think it's that one <laughs> if, I, if I had to guess <laughs> but yeah no, uh, I know I do like and it's a little bit of character stuff but I love how Baron Zemo just shoots him immediately he's just like blop, oh, yeah. two in the chest no more super soldiers
1: Aaron Zeman does not. He's, he's just like, yeah, no, I'm I'm shut, shutting this shit down. Like you know,
0: he does not um, fuck with super soldiers. He is not. He does up for that. not fuck with it. Meanwhile, um, they leave poor Sharon outside to just like have kind of a daredevil moment where she takes out all those guys in the shipping containers by herself. Yeah. Which is that's pretty cool. It's pretty sick where she's just like tearing through them.
1: God, Agent Agent Carter, kicks some ass.
0: Does she have a Does she have a code name in the comics? I know she's Agent Forty Seven. Is there like Does That's, she have like
1: That is their code name. I guess is Agent Forty Seven.
0: Oh, okay. So there's no like, like superhero nickname. It's not like she's not like the Blue Canary or like fucking
1: No, I yeah. As far the as I can or whatever, I can remember because I sometimes get her mixed up with Mockingbird. Yeah. Um,
0: Did Mockingbird appear but... appear in Agents of Shield? Am I right? in saying
1: Mockingbird that? was in Agents of Shield. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I vaguely remember some character having the two batons. I'm like, that's a Mockingbird. Thing. Oh. Yeah, uh,
1: Mockingbird does show up in it. Yeah. Um,
0: you know it would be wild, actually, right? And I was thinking about this, but I think the most mind-blowing cameo they could have in this show is if they had the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters, turns up. I was thinking about this. I'm like, yeah, what a fucking... Because no one sees that coming. Like, no one, yeah. no one would see that. Like the Agents of Shield guys, rock. Like
1: I mean, like I think I think Marvel at this point just wants to sweep Agents of Shield under the rug. You know, it's they're just, like, we got good TV shows now.
0: <laughs> see, it's and I've said this before, but this show is what Agents of Shield wanted to be. Like, oh yeah, if Agents of Shield had the budget and they could have gotten the bigger actors. This is what it would have been. Like, I, yeah,
1: no, like, exactly.
0: I know I've shit on Agents of Shield before, but like, obviously they were working on a fraction of this budget to make 10 times as many episodes. So, like, Mm-mm-mm. it 100% makes sense. But yeah, moving on from that, they um, they all get pinned down and the sexual tension between Bucky and Falcon just rises to another level.
1: <laughs> they're bickering like an old married couple, you know? It's,
0: oh, it's so cute. Like, genuinely adorable.
1: Uh, it's like, I think their relationship is the definition of a... Um... Like in, in anime tropes, the uh, this the Sundere one where it's just like it's just like uh it's it's not like I like you or anything. Um
0: It's it's the same level of sexual tension that exists between like Goku and Vegeta from Dragon Ball, where it's like <laughs> two of the manliest men who ever manlied ever. And they both hate each other, but they also take off their shirts when they wrestle and fight, and they get super sweaty and like rub up against <laughs> each other. Nothing sexual about it, we swear. Yeah,
1: they have the good
0: little, old little bit bickering. A bit of um, quality bickering. It's good shit. Okay, um, so then Baron Zemo rocks up finally in the purple mask. I'm so happy to finally see him in that purple fucking glove mask. i yeah. just like, Thanos will be proud of this purple man wiping people out. Like, he's just tearing through those guys. I
1: was wondering how they were going to work with the the purple mask. So, yeah, it is basically just looks like a mask that has this purple covering on it. Mm. um, Like a balclava or something. Because, like, Baron Zemo's costume is so whack. Like, that purple mask thing has always just been so fucking weird.
0: Yeah, his costume in the comics is insane. Cause it's got, like, big puffy shoulders and, like, a purple, like, scrotum-looking mask. It's fucking weird.
1: Oh, it's so funny. Oh, yeah.
0: he looks no, like... I like he looks the way like,
1: they implemented it.
0: He looks like a BDSM person who is super into Barney <laughs> the Dinosaur. Like, too much into Barney the Dinosaur. It was wild. Do you think he's gonna get the sword? I think he needs a sword.
1: Does Baron Zemo have a sword usually?
0: I I remember him from one of the cartoons having a sword because it was really oh cool. Because Captain America had a shield and Baron Zemo had a sword, so they'd like clash. I was like, ah. I don't know. I think it'd be like pretty cool if like he just grabbed the sword at some point. But um, yeah, they gonna, might
1: they might do that. Yeah,
0: just even as a one way thing, because like Baron Zemo whoops ass in this. Like he's in Civil War. He's played as like this intellectual who's like. I'm a thousand moves ahead, and I've thought every way through, and you cannot defeat me, Captain America. But in this, he's just like, yeah, I'll shoot some cunts. I don't care. Yeah. Blah 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 blah.
1: Killed some people.
0: Yeah, he's just, uh, he's up for a bit of murder, and I kind of love that. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So Carly, we have that nice little like moment with Carly and that other Australian guy who's just like, oh, you wanted to be a teacher when all this was done. You could probably still be a teacher in Magapoor.
1: Yeah. Um. having a nice little moment you know just kind of figuring it out i'm just kind of wondering because they're just saying like oh when everyone came back from the blip and we got cast out on the streets i'm just like what happened like were you just like hanging out in someone's house and then you just had to move but you didn't actually have anywhere else to go and you just i i don't know i'm like
0: i guess what 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 would the property rights be if you blipped out of existence like yeah, five years feels like it's been long enough that you could sell someone's house who blip. like if your neighbor blipped out and it had yeah. been four or five years, I'd assume someone new would move in next door.
1: Yeah. So like... yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I I don't know. I'm just curious to see what the, the exact story is. You know, it could just be that exactly, and they were hanging out in the the GRC camps and just decided, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Um
0: or you see the way I, I see, I can't tell whether or not like she was alive during the blip. I'm starting to think like, she definitely was, I think. Cause like, yeah, they want things to be like what it was like before everyone came back. Yeah. so Maybe like, maybe she lost someone in the blip and then like, she was like raised by someone else. And when they came back, she couldn't find the person or whatever. Maybe that's who like that old woman who died early in the episode. Maybe that's why they're important. Maybe that's their link. Mm. I, I don't know. It's It's something like that, but it's, I did like that really humanizing moment with her because she doesn't get a lot in this episode, but she's really like interesting as a character. I find it funny
1: that they give her that that humanizing moment (laughs) right before uh, you go, oh, she's crazy. Um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's not even ambiguous whether she's kind of bad or evil or whatever. She just like, she locks all those people in and blows the place up and she's like, yes, that's the only way they're going to learn.
1: Yeah, she's like, what's the only language these people speak? And I'm like, lady, hang on a fucking second there. <laughs> Excuse me. Like, even Australian guys just like, oh, oh no, I'm not putting my dick in crazy. Like, oh God. Um,
0: yeah, he was super up for it before she blew everyone up. He's like, <laughs> terrorist acts cool. Terrorist acts where people die? Hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe not
1: yeah vigilante justice or terrorism
0: <laughs> yeah no it was that was that caught me off guard because i thought i thought it was going to be like oh if that was the power broker trying to kill them like she figured out that yeah. someone had like rigged the car with explosives but the way she reacted it's like no maybe maybe she did that maybe she came yeah
1: like,
0: yeah oh no. she crazy <laughs> and once again like um I can't wait to see her go up against like Sam and Bucky again or like new cat because it still feels like they've they've clashed once, but apart from mm-hmm. that, she feels fairly removed from the main story.
1: Yeah. And, um, and
0: maybe that's we just... get
1: more in the following episodes, at the very least.
0: Maybe that's just like part of like where the story is now, but it feels like all the characters are fairly well spread apart. Like between new Captain America and his sidekick and like Sam and Bucky and like carly and like we haven't even met the power broker yet like they all feel like yeah, they all feel like a world away basically so i kind of want to see how they're going to tie them back in for the second half of the series for the back half do you at
1: this point. think there's going to be some grand twist reveal or something of the power bro- broker in that like it's going to be a character we've known before or just like a big name kind of actor
0: you see it's it has to be I think there those are two of the three options. Because it's yeah. basically like if this is a movie, we will be halfway at this point. We will be halfway in. Yeah. And we would have met the villain by now. Even in WandaVision, you met Agatha in the first episode. hmm You didn't get the reveal to like the third last episode, but you knew who Agatha was the whole you met yeah. Agatha, you built her up, all that kind of stuff. We haven't even met someone who could be the power broker yet in this show. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen flashes of them. We haven't like, we haven't seen a face to put to it. We haven't even met characters who could be the power broker. None of them, like the only person maybe could be the power broker is Baron Zemo, but I don't think so because he was in prison the whole time. Yeah. So it's like you said, it'll either be a big name actor reveal Um a big kind of like, here's someone we had all the time in the MCU that you already knew about. Or third option, I think this could be it. It's kind of the mic drop reveal for like a setup for a second season to see if people would be interested in coming back for like, what would they do with the power broker?
1: Yeah. um, Like, is there any kind of big Captain America enemies we haven't fought yet?
0: Like, to be fair, like the two major Captain America villains, They've already killed off, like, like Red Skull and um, Crossbones are probably the two biggest Captain American villains. Just like, okay. if I had to guess, um, even Hydra as an organization, maybe you could give it an argument to? What? Well, where do you fall? Where do you fall on this whole power broker thing? Like, who do you think it's going to be, or what do you think it's going to be?
1: Hey, I, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea who it could be.
0: I have um. um i have a couple of theories i could bounce off you of if you want to if you want to indulge that for a second this is our this is going to be our new who's the mephisto because
1: who's the mephisto we the can no longer was the friends we made along the way um we
0: we can no longer try and figure out who the mephisto is because if i don't know if you saw the video this week but little Nas x actually he did a big slide down to hell <laughs> did a lap dance and killed mephisto Little Nas X beat Mephisto so we can't make the joke anymore
1: I have not watched it but I've just seen screenshots and everyone just making jokes about it like oh
0: god like I I've watched the video and it's, it's insane but it's like it's very much like here's how you play like political correctness and like outrage media to your advantage so like yeah people got so pissed about him using like this like religious imagery and like devil worship and all that that like they all went to watch the video so we got like millions more views than it oh, should have that's hilarious. It was, it's really oh no it's amazing but um so here's the first theory i have and that is the only captain america villain who could come back maybe is Aronzola. the big robot man from yes oh, uh, from captain america winter soldier the scientist who worked on bucky in first avenger for anyone who doesn't remember i'm
1: pretty sure robot man was destroyed when that bunker thing got blown up
0: He's, that's the thing. Maybe he backed his memory up. Maybe he just had it on a little USB somewhere, or like sent it to the cloud, or whatever. He was fairly smart, so maybe that could be it. Having I mean, like, know.
1: did he back himself up on like World War Two quality <laughs> computer?
0: Yeah, but like the last time we saw him was in 2014. So like maybe mm. he figured out a way to just like connect himself to the Wi-Fi network and then shoot himself into like the net or whatever. That's that's a that's an out there possibility. Theory. That's it's a possibility it'd be a cool reveal but it, that's a big out there theory another one i've heard thrown around was um wilson fisk okay because like he left new york he decided to become like wilson fisk for anyone doesn't know kingpin from marvel's daredevil the netflix series, yeah played by um wait who played vincio D'Onofrio. d'onofrio uh maybe he wanted to keep kicking but he moved to magipore this time and he's like he Became a kingpin over there and he wanted to make more super soldiers, kind of like that their where devil he sent
1: over. Vanessa to um... be fair.
0: To be fair, he has a history of building these unstoppable soldiers, e.g. bullseye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the third theory, and this is the one I would love to be the reveal. And if this is the reveal, I would be so happy. Uh gender th- sorry, not gender, general thunderbolt tell <laughs> I've been drinking.
1: Gender thunderbolt. <laughs>
0: gender i identify
1: as thunderbolt ross
0: (laughs) oh my god yes like that's that's who i identify as gender i'm coming out to my parents tomorrow as gen as general thunderbolt ross
1: oh god
0: well mom dad i've been i've been the hulk villain the whole time underneath deep down i've always hated bruce banner (laughs) anyway um thunderbolt ross the bad guy from the incredible hulk he's in civil war he's in infinity war yeah was anyone i could imagine who was like taking who was trying to build super soldiers it would be this motherfucker especially after the sokovia accords like but his whole thing
1: is (laughs) like working with the government like what what tempts him to go outside the government's jurisdiction
0: maybe he's working with the government He's trying to develop super soldiers and then all of a sudden the blip happens. He's like the snap everything happens, he's dusted. And like 5 years happen, he comes back and the government's like, "Yeah, we've got bigger problems. We don't give a shit about building super soldiers or a new team of Avengers or any Sokovia corps. Fucking aliens just attacked again. And like we got to re we got to bring all these people and find them like new places and homes and like like they don't have time for building super soldiers. They got way more important shit to do. Maybe that's yeah. it. So he's just yeah. like, all right, fine, fuck this. I'll take the top soldier, sorry, top scientist from it, and I'll take him to Magipor and We'll make our own super soldiers.
1: Totally, that could definitely be a possibility. I, as I said, I have no idea
0: and who then, it's going to be. And this is just mindless speculation. Last bit of it, but what if right. the very end of the season has him taking the soldier, the super soldier serum, but he takes too much of it and turns himself <gasps> into a red Hulk.
1: Red Hulk.
0: And that's the final shot of the the end of like episode six of season one. It's just like him as the Red Hulk. Like freaking out transforming. And then that's the end of the episode. I think that'd be Uh, a sick reveal.
1: Yeah. I wonder if Marvel will ever do Red Hulk. Because I guess trying to explain like to the casual viewer, someone who only watches the Marvel movies and only knows Marvel through the like MCU movies of trying to explain of like, no, no, no. It's different to the regular Hulk but he's red.
0: I think, honestly, I think the way you do it is kind of like how you did the abomination in the first movie, where it's like, oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. someone else trying to become a Hulk, but they just like they mm-hmm. fucked up the formula and became a fucked looking Hulk. I think yeah. people, I think people would understand that if they're like, oh, he tried to make himself one, but he fucked it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Plus, you have both of them on the posters. They're doing like they're doing like little hands, like fists up, kind of punch each other, <laughs> kind of like Kong versus Godzilla, if anything. A little hulk on hulk action
1: oh.
0: but yeah um hulk on hulk action apart from being my favorite porno in my search history um we should move on to the blah, 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 blah. diet captain america goes researching to try and figure out if, if bucky and falcon broke zemo out yeah that scene feels kind of tacked on as if like They'd almost forgotten this guy was in the show. And like, we got to remind the audience that he's still know right. oh, he's,
1: he's here. He, he's here, guys. He's definitely here.
0: He's here. He's queer. He's going to like instill some fear. He's he's our new cap. He's the new cat in America. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, no, he, he kind of rocks up. He's just like, and I love that German prison guy who's just like, wait, do you think they had something to do with it? What do you think? Two Avengers just rock up to your place and then 20 minutes later there's a prison break with an Avengers villain.
1: Yeah. What? Like, bro. What do you think?
0: Like, oh fucking, I don't know. Uh, and then finally they all go to somewhere in Europe and Zemo's like, did you fuckers even go and see the fucking Sokovia like monument? Memorial. Yeah, memorial. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, like ah, it's like, need-
1: ooh, that's that's rough there, guys. Aggie. Um uh, and then uh they're they're going in, they're gonna meet someone, and Bucky's and Bucky like kind of off. I right, guys, I'll catch up with you. And he finds these little metallic balls.
0: Yeah, so for the first time, Bucky follows a pair of black balls that <laughs> aren't Sam's. He thirsts after um, these ones instead.
1: I had already guessed that they were some vibranium beads.
0: Yeah, um, no, um they look like some vibranium anal beads, and he follows the bad boys.
1: He follows them, and who who will we get? We get, um, Koye. we get a Koye.
0: Did you think it was gonna be Black Panther?
1: See if 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 we, yeah, I suppose.
0: I kind of thought it was gonna be Black Panther, but I'm like, no way, Chadwick Boseman's dead. They're not gonna like.
1: What, what, that's what I was thinking. Like, wasn't it filmed? Like, wasn't it filmed before he passed away?
0: exactly but I'm like we would we have heard about this would they have like would they have told us as like oh yeah this is the last thing he's gonna be in because I feel like they would have told us that
1: yeah no I think they would have told us that yeah but no it's I'm like I was like yeah it was like oh Black Panther and then I was sitting I was like are we gonna get Shuri and I was like but yeah no we or I was like or Okoye and Yeah. yeah then Okoye showed up so
0: I genuinely I for a second I thought it was gonna be Black Panther, but they just weren't gonna bring the mask down. It was just gonna be like Yeah, it a was suit just gonna to be costume. And yeah. doing an impression. But um, what did you think of that reveal?
1: That's great. Uh the fact that the Wakandans are now like, yeah, Zemo's out, we <laughs> death.
0: Um And that's that's something that they referenced early in the episodes like, do you think do you think the Sokovians gonna forget that? You think the Wakandans are gonna forgive me? Killed their king. And no, they don't forget. The Wakandans nope. do not forget.
1: No, there you go. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited. We get, get, get us more buddies for this buddy series. Come on. Zemo, I, Falcon, Bucky, Okoye. Um.
0: I'm so surprised by the end of the episode that Zemo's still part of the party. I assumed yeah. he was going like, to like leave them in that little shippy container and fuck off somewhere to Europe or whatever
1: i think i think that was like what everyone was expecting uh with the reveal of the trailer they're like oh zemo's out and he's gonna try and kill him but um
0: i'm happy he's not the main villain of this because that that feels like almost too easy because obviously he has a history with both of them this feels kind of nice to have like another main he's he's
1: just a guy with very questionable morals um (laughs)
0: I mean, he did spend his time hunting Nazis, so he's not that bad. Yeah. And I know he tried to tear the Avengers apart, but also the Avengers kind of the bad guys most of the time. I mean, like, he also
1: did kind of kill T'Chaka and a lot of innocent people. He Uh,
0: did do that, to be fair. (sighs) Yeah, I know. That's all. All right. That one's on him. That one's, that's his bad. That one's on him. But yeah, no, this is. And I don't want to give the WandaVision that people...
1: That guy know. he left murdered in the bathtub that the maid found. And,
0: <laughs> uh, or that yeah. one guy he drowned in the house. Or the
1: guy yeah. he, he drowned. But he was also a Nazi, I guess. So yeah, maybe, they were all Nazis.
0: Um, like Even the housemaid was a Nazi. It's fine. Still T'Chaka
1: was a Nazi?
0: T'Chaka <laughs> was a Nazi. He he's the one who gave the Nazis all that vibranium in World War II. There we go. Oh, no. T'Chaka was working for Hydra the whole time. But yeah, no. Um, I was gonna say, uh, and I don't want to be a dick towards Wandavision, but this is the kind of big reveal cameos that we were all kind of expecting in that show. Yeah. Like this Uh, is this is that MCU television anyone turn up thing.
1: I think it's like, uh, what was the thing? Is like Marvel themselves never said that would happen. It was just an interview with Paul Bettany where he said he got to work with an actor that he was really looking forward to working with. Fucking motherfucker was talking about himself to which i still love that that is so funny it is so funny but um
0: i've never hated and loved an actor so much as paul bettany when he said that because like yeah jay we sure we spent like literally like three episodes being like who's it gonna be who's is it gonna be drunk is, is it gonna be the mephisto who's it gonna be yeah, is it gonna be yeah. Dr. Strange? and no one rocked up
1: it was just him
0: but like no him. I do love the fact that like they have a Koya here and like they had War Machine in the first episode. Like fuck. Like apart yeah. from episode 2, they've had big cameos every episode. Like
1: Yeah, no, no. It's it's, ex- it's exciting stuff.
0: And don't get me wrong. I don't want it to become big cameo city, but it was pretty sick to be like, "Oh yeah, you remember that one character you love from Black Panther? Well, she's here now and she's pissed."
1: <laughs> she's out for her blood. Um
0: i i kind of want to see i'm i'm assuming that like all the next episodes she's going to be working with the team i'm just like, oh yeah
1: i mean like i said bring bring on that next episode this episode as we said felt a little slow um just obviously some setup stuff in there and yeah. you know like it, it like we, we could feel it the time the runtime in this one but yeah. like for that okoye reveal now i'm i'm back like, like you know i'm just like yes more give me the next episode now i want to see what happens so
0: i'd have to I'm, I'm gonna take a guess that like this episode or maybe the next episode are gonna be a little slower and then those last two episodes are gonna be like balls to the walls like reveals and action galore yeah same way like that last episode of wandavision it's clear they kept all the budget for those last two episodes so you could like see a bunch of stuff and like matt like wild action and all that
1: yeah yeah it definitely like,
0: feels like they saved the money for those last two
1: We didn't get any Falcon flying around in this, you know, so... Oh yeah, I was thinking about
0: actually, like when they're in the shipping containers and all that and he doesn't have the wings on him. I'm like, Bucky has his arm on him the whole time and Zemo's got all this training. Falcon's not half as useful if you take away that big wings shield. (laughs) I thought you were going to
1: say like, why can't he bring his wings with them? And I'm just like, well, Bucky's arm is part of him. (laughs) He needs his arm. (laughs)
0: he could he could have like i don't know worn a, he could have pretend to be a hunchback and like put a hoodie on him and been like oh yeah this is this is igor my assistant and he'd like he could hide his freakishly oh. big metal back I, I don't know it just felt God. it felt weird to see him without like the jetpack where i'm like he's not as useful is he he's just a guy who's pretty good with guns <laughs> and he could probably quip a bit which obviously he would fit right in on agents of shield but like in this show
1: just- he does kind of like, I know I was saying, like the first episode where they have the kind of big kickoff thing of Falcon, and you kind of realize, like, how useful he can be. Yeah. But I think he does fall into the same ballpark as, as Hawkeye, where, yeah, he's good at this one thing. And it's, it's like, if you take that away from him. Hmm. <laughs>
0: It's like, yeah, I know the minute that he loses his one big thing, he's just useless. Like you said, he's yeah. just like, he's just yeah. a regular guy. He's
1: just a yeah, regular no. dude.
0: I no, I All things considered, I did really enjoy this episode. Like there were some reveals in here. I was like, that's pretty amazing.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I love the, um, the Baron Zemo and the boys kind of like just hanging out <laughs> and working together.
1: Baron Zemo, Zemo and the boys. Zemo, Zemo and, and the boys, boys. is going to be my Marvel tribute band. Um. <laughs>
0: I, what if baron zemo becomes the new tony Stark, like just the guy who's paying for everything
1: oh God, can you imagine because
0: he's like but he doesn't he,
1: like super people
0: though he's giving me like batman vibes though like he's yeah. giving, he's like he even has his own like his like german alfred it's pretty amazing like
1: i mean what if he decides to become an actual crazy man and worship the moon for some reason
0: are you thinking of some some night themed moon character?
1: Some night, some some moon themed night character.
0: Someone say moon night. Oh, to Someone be fair, um, you could definitely have him rock up as like a rich friend in the Moon Knight series because I know Oscar oh Isaac's going to be playing Moon Knight, but like you could definitely yeah. have this guy rock up as like, oh, this is my Mark Spector, this is my friend, a uh, Baron Zemo, and he's just like at a rich person party.
1: Baron Zemo shows up and goes, "You are an actual crazy person." Anyway. <laughs>
0: You know, you know, what's sad, actually. I was thinking about this. I wish we got five more minutes of Bucky and Falcon and um, Baron Zemo at the club. Like, you know, like, with yeah. Sharon's throwing that rager of a party. I wish we got, like, five more minutes of them, like, having drinks there. And, like, I would have loved to see, like, Baron Zemo trying to hit on a girl after being in a prison oh for, like, God. five or six years. Like, he hasn't felt the touch of another human since, like, T'Challa held him, like, with the claws to the neck. So he's just, he's up for it. He's up for a bit of club and like
1: nah i i think zemo loved his wife too much i don't think he could um go well, go near it. it's a, it's like the 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 meme of uh, one guy describing how much he misses his wife and how he could like hold her again and it's just like one guy comments of just like i want like i want this guy's wife it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. and that's another thing this episode kind of ruins for me because in my head um baron zemo and his wife and whatever they were just kind of like the poor family of a soldier and like, like his yeah. father, who's probably living with them at the time, he like rushed in there to get him and it was like in a cheap, small car. It was kind of like, you remember what we saw Wanda and her family living like in, in WandaVision? Yeah. That's always how I kind of pictured the Zemos and they just had like a picture of like their father who was away at war fighting or whatever, but mm-hmm. not. Those fuckers were in a big palace in Soko. They probably like, you know, that base that like Hydra was working out of. They probably yeah. own that shit. They probably like. Probably they probably the next shit. castle uh, over. They probably got a uh, fucking mansion of some kind. So I don't feel that bad for them anymore.
1: i but like, I mean, like, if he was still a man that lost his entire family because yeah. of the Avengers,
0: like, but like, but there's people who lose their families because of the Avengers on like a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> How often does Tony Stark do something that invents a villain that means like hundreds Uh, of people die or whatever?
1: Tony Stark.
0: (laughs) I genuinely think we can do an episode where we just break down how every villain in the MCU is somehow a Tony Stark creation. Like 97%. Tony was his
1: own worst enemy, you
0: know? (laughs) He was everyone's worst enemy. Like, he's my favorite Avenger, but by God, we're all lucky he's dead. Because he would have ended up creating some kind of villain that would have taken them all out eventually.
1: Oh God!
0: But yeah, with that said, how do, where do you rank this in like Marvel Television slash like episodes of um, Falcon and Winter Soldier?
1: Uh, it probably probably my least favorite out of the three we have, but that doesn't mean oh. like that's not to say it isn't good. Um, I don't know. I just was. It's hard to say because with the first one, you know, I was really excited when watching it, so of course I was glued to it. And then the second one, you know. That has some great scenes in it and everything. Um, just the, I guess it's just the kind of the slower pace of this one. Like I'm like yeah. yeah. Um, but as I said, it's not a bad it's not a bad episode by any means. It's just it's just a bit slower and like that's all.
0: I think uh, this episode, you know think, you get
1: some great reveals.
0: This episode suffers from some of the same problems as that first episode, but like it doesn't have the big action sequence. That first episode yeah. had the massive helicopter thing to open it up with, so I think that kind of like I forgave a lot of stuff because that action sequence is so good.
1: Yeah, but yeah. This
0: episode kind of lacks that, so like I don't know, they're probably on equal pegging for me. I I, I honestly I suppose, don't know. I still think I, episode I, two balanced it the best.
1: I like I like a lot of the Bucky stuff in episode one as well, though.
0: Ah, that's so. fair. This, there is one thing that I think all these, these uh, every episode of this is kind of like, and it almost bugs me at this point, where it's like, um so it's it's almost like easter eggs but it's not really Mm -hmm. easter eggs because they just kind of like they call out things that we saw in other movies and they just talk about them openly yeah and i don't know if you've noticed it's like all right so we'll take captain america's like little book that bucky has now
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: like if you've seen winter soldier you know that's cap's book or whatever but in this episode Mm -hmm. they call him out on that and then they bring up that Mm -hmm. one conversation where sam recommended him music And they have a discussion on whether or not they liked said me. I don't know. It feels like it feels weird. It feels like
1: forcing some stuff in there.
0: If 100% feels like, oh, you remember that thing we did in case you haven't seen the other movies? Let me just remind you, I guess. I I don't know what it is. It's like even with like the Sharon Carter stuff. I love that. But it feels like they're like, yeah, because of the Sokovia Accords, when I stole that shield to help you guys, and then you could go fight Iron Man and then you guys could go fight. Z. It feels like Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It feels like they're recapping it for the people who haven't missed it, but also trying to like have little Easter eggs with the people who have seen it, but they're doing yeah, it poorly. I, I guess. I, I suppose I, you've got to. You
1: kind of have to. Again, I think you have to do that for people who are the casual viewer who like don't retain this this knowledge, like yeah. you or me. You know. So
0: see, I, I don't know. I think it'd just be like if they were just like, okay, yeah, look, that's um that was Steve's book, and then the scene moved on. But then they have a discussion mm-hmm. about that one time that like he gave him music recommendations and that's in the movie that's in another movie it's like mm-hmm. I think it's when they stop and discuss it it bugs me if it's a throwaway yeah. line I think that's like in WandaVision where they're like you're more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme and then they move on mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not like you're more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme you know Doctor Strange that one guy you met in another movie who like yeah he's friends with Wong and he shoots like they they don't go they go into depth with that and I'd, I'd rather not have that I guess
1: yeah yeah no that's that's fair that's fair
0: it's even like when they're talking about the hydra stuff and i said this in like the last episode when they're like oh that means we're gonna have to and they're like go talk to zemo then it cuts no sorry it's like we're gonna have to go talk to and it cuts to zemo in the cell and then they're Mm -hmm. like talk to zemo they're like that's what they like cut back and they say that
1: yeah i think again i think that's another case of you know trying not to alienate casual viewers either yeah. you know so
0: I don't know it feels just like it feels like there should have been a if I was doing that there would have been a beat there and I've heard other people say it, where it's like we're gonna have to go talk to him and he's like not him not after everything then it cuts to Zemo and then like yeah then if you don't know who that is you have a week to go google it and if you do yeah. know who it is you're like oh my god I'm gonna go rewatch Civil War just to make sure I'm right about it so like yeah yeah I don't know. It feels a little pandering sometimes. I And that's coming oh. from me, the guy who started a podcast about Marvel shit. <laughs> so, so, like, that's saying so something.
1: Pandering.
0: All things considered, good episode. Like, fucking yeah, like.
1: Still, good, solid episode. Um, this is, I, I enjoyed it.
0: This is the best episode of Agents of Shields I've seen so far. <laughs> Honestly, best episode of Agents of Shields so far. But yeah. Um, oh,
1: my God.
0: Overall, uh, great episode, good talk. I think we're gonna wrap it up now. We've we're hitting like the one hour thirty mark, which is like what I call the golden rule for podcasting. If you can hit an hour and thirty, you're in the money. Good stuff. Good stuff. You're in the zone. Yeah. Um, well, I've been Jack, Rhiannon. Thank you for joining me as usual.
1: No problem. Always, always happy to sit around and and, and talk. Um, I didn't start hallucinating halfway through, which was really good.
0: Uh, which is oh, that's unfortunate. I think we're gonna have to try and get that going for the next episode. I mean, like. <laughs> Take that from the guy who thought he saw Paul McCartney last episode or whatever, or John Lennon. Sorry, it was. I
1: mean, you do still have that hell portal. Uh, oh yeah, there. it's just no.
0: it's just here, swirling next to me. I've been um, <laughs> I've been throwing my cans of cores lightning. I've been I've been downing my tinnies and just eating them into the fucking the hell portal. It's fine. It's fine. That's oh, basically recycling, God. if anything. Anyway, I've been Jack. This has been should have gone for the head. Thank you all for listening. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, go to
1: uh gone for the head uh, and yeah, go- yeah at gone for the head with the uh, underscore for in between the spaces there so
0: and don't forget to like comment and subscribe share the podcast with your friends if you have a theory who you think the Mephisto is write into us tell us who you think it's gonna be we're still okay. trying
1: to figure it out guys um maybe,
0: I think little Nas X killed him but maybe not maybe there's another Mephisto out there who knows anyway thanks for listening Don't forget to come back next week where we talk all things Falcon, Winter Soldier, and um, Beaver Anus, apparently. (laughs) Bye.